Before we get started, I wanted to make sure to go ahead and put a trigger warning in front of this episode. We do discuss topics of suicide and trauma and how StackUp is working to help those in need and intervene in moments of crisis. So keep on listening. It's a great episode. And if you need help, reach out. Thank you. But why though the podcast, the podcast where we talk about the things in pop culture that people say matter and ask the question, but why though? Today we are following up with Stack Up, who we covered in episode 19 as one of our Missions That Matter charities. As always, I'm your host Kate and I'm here with Matt. Hello. And we are here talking with Elvis. How's it going? So for everybody out there, tell them what you do at Stack Up. I'm the assistant director of the local stacks, and I also am the program director for our STOP program, which is Stack Up Overwatch program. I know it repeats. It's, uh, it's funny like that. But yeah, so essentially I help with suicide prevention, mental health awareness, and uh, crisis intervention as well. So we take care of veterans and civilians that are within our Discord. It's kind of a forward movement that we came up with, and it's what we do. So if you haven't done it yet, make sure you head over to episode 19 and check it out. But if you don't have the time to go back right now and you just want to work through this episode, Elvis, why don't you give the listener a breakdown of what StackUp is? So StackUp is a 501c3 nonprofit military organization that involves veterans and gaming. We do everything from four different programs. Our air assault program, where we fly deserving veterans out to local events, whether it be conventions or like the San Diego Comic-Con. Um in which they deserve it, depending on their time of service, whether they're disabled or not, we make accommodations to them, depending on their likes and dislikes. So if someone's more of a comic fan, we send them to a Comic-Con. If they're more of a gamer, we send them to like a PAX event. We also have our supply crate program, in which we send supply crates full of Xboxes and Playstations, not grandma's cookies and underwear. (laughs) We try to get enough out there to make fun where there is none, essentially how it breaks down to. It's good for morale, and it's good to combat against PTSD. We also have our Stack Up Overwatch program, which is suicide prevention, mental health awareness, and crisis intervention for civilians and veterans alike. We have partnered with the American Association of Suicidology and the Texas Veterans Commission with that program as well. And lastly, we have our Stacks program, which is our local boots on the ground, uh, kind of a meetup group. These guys can go around, um, set up at different conventions, they can set up their own table, or they can just get together and have a beer with one another. Uh, with veterans and civilians that want to support StackUp. So why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit of how you got involved with StackUp? At the end of 2013, beginning of 2014, I was getting out of the military. Um, I was actually going through a really rough divorce and dealing with my PTSD, my night terrors, and all my injuries and everything else. I happened to come across uh, Steve Machuga, who's a founder of uh, StackUp, and one of the local guys, Stephen Giddings. He noticed my boots in the backpack that I had and said, hey, you're a veteran, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, I am. So after class was over at the local university, we met up and he told me about the program and everything that, you know, who he is and what they do. 
I'm like, all right, this sounds like a cool idea. I had no friends. All my family lives out of the state. Uh, so I was like, why not give this a shot? I got nothing else going on at the time. This program itself has essentially saved my life from the depression and the spiraling down self-destructive behavior I was doing. So with that being said, I've just given this 110% ever since then. Um, so I've been volunteering at every event that I can, taking time off of work, flying out to TwitchCon, and doing the PAX events, RTX, and things like that locally. That's amazing. And I think, too, like it, it also helps whoever's listening out there to kind of like hear it from somebody that it's helped as well. Yeah, wow. yeah, no, definitely. Um, so we interviewed, uh, we actually interviewed Stephen um, for episode 19, which I'm going to keep saying because I want you to go back and listen to it and learn more about this organization, people. Technically, we also interviewed him in episode three. Oh, yeah, our PAX South <laughs> review. We also interviewed him then. So since we talked to Stephen back in May, what has changed at Stack Up? Or, you know, or, fuck, I don't, sorry. I don't know why I said, okay. Okay. Since we talked to Steven in May, um, what's Stack Up like now? Have you all had any, you know, uh, any changes in program, any additions, anything like that? Since May of last year, we've had a lot of growth overall for the entire year. We estimated about a 20% growth, and we did just about 40% growth overall. So it was a damn good year for us. Um, as far as the programs, they expand as normal. You know, people join Stack groups. Sometimes they leave due to whatever issues. But as far as the expansions of new programs, that's when SOP came about. It, essentially, it was a suicide prevention unit, which we've had within our Discord since probably January of 2017, give or take. And nothing was ever really done with it. We noticed that, you know, we have people come through from time to time that are depressed or, you know, feeling maybe suicidal uh, ideologies or things like that. And we helped what we could. But it never really went anywhere because we're still focused on every other program we had going on. We didn't have enough staff at the time. So I volunteered around November to take reins of it. They gave me the reins to the program and I just kind of ran with it. I bit into it like a pit bull and I haven't let go <laughs> since then. We essentially looked around for different ways to expand the way we help others. So we partnered up with Psych Armor in which we do all of our classes. The classes involve everything from crisis intervention, uh, suicide prevention, mental health, um, even talking about somebody away from the ledge, as well as the follow-up um, and how to build a relationship with other people, especially when you do those one-on-one -on -one conversations with those that are in those not-so-good times. On top of that, I've worked it out where our crew will also be HIPAA certified as well. Um, and this is all being completed within two months from November to the time we released it uh, for public acknowledgement. In I think January 1st or the 3rd, one of those days. Um, in that time, I spent a lot of sleepless nights coming home from work, building out this program, working with individuals across the country and a couple across the world, uh, trying to get everything in line. It's been it's been a real fun ride. So I guess um, when it comes to you know going through the certifications and stuff like that, is there anything that surprised you? Uh, me personally, dealing. I, I was trained somewhat in this while I was in the military, essentially like a gatekeeper. Um, every, just about every military unit has one. Uh, they have a couple volunteers to kind of go through and keep checking the guys in the barracks and others that have families and things like that. And as an NCO, you're automatically trained to look out for these certain things, especially when you come back from deployments. 
Um, it's not always easy because you, you yourself have your own issues to go through. So some of the things that we learned are things that I've already picked up on, but it's good for a lot of the volunteers that have never had to deal with it. Even in the military, they've never been through this kind of training. So for them, it's opened a lot of um, self-realization as well. Things that they've dealt, dealt with personally that they've never really acknowledged. So with these certifications and these trainings, um, it's been a great thing for just our volunteers and the help that we've been able to provide. Uh, the most recent event that I can think of, I, I'm going to leave his name anonymous, but um, one of the guys was a first responder. He's in our Discord. He was one of the first responders to the school shooting in Florida. And he's come to us, um, and he himself does something similar to what we do, but he does it for those individuals that are there for the shootings and things like that. Yeah. And he's come to us to help decompress and help him talk him down from certain feelings and depressions and things like that. Uh he disclosed the other day that he was one of the first people on the scene. One of the students he helped out was one of the victims, one of the people wounded. He didn't know how she turned out because, you know, you put the person on the gurney, they take him to the hospital, and the last you hear from him, you get back to your job. He saw the field the next day, and all the crosses in the field, he saw her picture, and she died. So for him, it hit him in a real hard place, but he, he thought he saved her. So for him to have to deal with that and then everything he's dealt with on deployments and everything before, it kind of hit him in a very hard place because he's lost people due to combat too. So he's come to us for help and, you know, he shed a couple tears, we've shared a couple laughs, and he's been extremely grateful uh, to the point that he's trying to get the Red Cross to team up with us now because he works in volunteers with the Red Cross, uh, the DOD and things like that. So this program has proven to be very useful um, especially as recent and, and as severe as that. That's amazing. And that, that kind of like, that to hear that and hear how it's been used, like it really hits me in my heart. Like, yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's kind of hard to describe the feelings that you get. It's, it's, you feel good from helping these people. And at the same time, you know, now you're burdened with their memories as well as your own. Um, all of our volunteers are put through a very rigorous training system. It's not just, hey, take a couple classes online, watch a couple of videos, and you're good to go. No, we work with uh, clinical physicians from the VA that deal with this on a daily basis, things like that. Uh, unfortunately, our guy, Matt Frago, he's kind of out right now due to him actually coming down with leukemia. Oh. So, but the whole team is kind of built up around him and gave him support. And, you know, if need be, if I'm a match, I'll be bone, uh, donating bone marrow to the guy as well. You know, we take care of our own in this program. So some of our volunteers even have to have times where they need to decompress after some of these talks and conversations. Um, the training that we put them through is kind of like, um, I'll pretend to be a suicidal veteran or depressed or things like that. You, the volunteer, will have to talk me away from the ledge or talk to me in a way to, to help support me. Whereas in our other guys grading the entire conversation, this is all through Discord. So I'm sitting in, you know, Texas. The volunteer is sitting in New York City, and the guy grading it is sitting in Washington State, over in Tacoma and Seattle area. That tells you how expansive this entire program is, and everything's done through the internet, through Discord. Yeah. So it's it's really cool with this technology. So as we go through these programs, if they're not up to snuff if they can't handle it, if they can't say the right things, because you can't tell somebody, I promise you things are going to be perfect, things are going to be yeah. great. You can't make those kind of promises. 
because someone like that is already in a weak men a weaker mental state and that's not a weakness or a weak person they're just in a in a bad moment so the moment that you make these promises and that you cannot follow up to it these individuals are now going to think that okay if the one person who said they could help me can't help me now they can't follow up on the promises i have nothing left to live for yeah so they end up taking their own life unfortunately and these are things that we train our volunteers for you know these are situations these scenarios and if they can't handle it there either they go back to retraining or they're just put into a different position as in like an admin or they help with scheduling and things like that we don't turn away volunteers but if you can't handle the front lines of it then you're not going to be put there yeah. that way we get the best of the best out there at all times so for the volunteers is there somebody in the discord at all times doing this yes since we have we expand across uh, just about every time zone that we can come across, especially here for the U.S., we have people from North Carolina all the way down to Hawaii. Um, and me, luckily, with my PTSD and night terrors and things like that, I don't sleep much. So usually I'm up for most of the day and night anyways. So yeah, we usually have someone on call 24-7, 365 days a year. And if someone has to go away, you know, for family issues or, you know, they're just going on vacation, they can't be here, you know, we, we keep that in mind and, you know, we stay in the clock no matter what so how does somebody get involved um one how would somebody volunteer to you know help out stop and then how does somebody you know looking for help you know get you know find y'all's discord everything that you need to know uh, is through stackup.org uh, you go on there we're actually building a separate web page on there now for stop itself which you have way more detailed information on the site as well um, our discord information is there if you need help or you're looking to help just go through our website at stockup.org and you will be able to find our Discord links, join it, jump in, have conversations. If you're anything from there, you want to volunteer, you want to assist, maybe you have qualifications in this kind of field, we're happy to take you. Is that with the hyphen or not the hyphen? No hyphen. There's no hyphen now. So that's another development. No hyphen. Well, you know what? Yeah, we actually had to buy that, buy that from the gentleman. So I have a question, even though... Um Obviously, it's not going to be as heartfelt as all the last stuff, which was very well said. But uh, how did you guys, or you, I guess, per se, come up with the name Stop? We went through several different names. Um, eventually, it was actually the Suicide Prevention Squad is how it started. And then people thought, you know, a little negative connotation because not everyone that we talked to was going to be suicidal. And the other time, people thought it was the Suicide Squad, like a <laughs> an anti-movie name. <laughs> like, we really hated them so much. <laughs> So, you know, Suicide Prevention Squad, like, it's not that bad of a movie. Like, I've never seen it. What are you talking oh, no, about? Oh, no, it's an awful movie. I can see why they would think that would be an... <laughs> I mean, like, we're not Antifa for the movie. Like, we're not all right or all left, I promise. Like, we we evenly hate all movies together. Especially that one. I, I, I suppose. I've never seen it, and I'll keep you word for well, it. Well, I can tell you right now, probably one of the worst movies I've ever seen, so I can totally see why people would make a suicide, an anti-suicide squad. No, I, I believe it. <laughs> The music was horrible for it, too. <laughs> um, and then we went through, they called me up and told me about this. I was at work. I was sitting at my desk. And I was like, why not stop? I like it. Stack up Overwatch program. You know, plus it helps you stop, you know, suicide. Stop the negative connotation of mental health and, and the stigma that goes behind it. Um, and they're like, well, the T doesn't really work because stack up is two words. I'm like, well, we can't call it soup. <laughs> you know, S-U-O-P and have like a funky spelling to it and we can't just go with S-O-P for soap 
or sop or whatever you want to call it because we're not here to clean your minds with soap <laughs> from stack up although it's now on sale for 1999 <laughs> two easy payments um so we just kind of i fought with it and we stuck with stop you know capital letters sop and the lowercase t and our symbols are simply a stop sign it's easy to see you know you'll notice us around in discord every one of our guys has the stop behind their entire discord handle uh, spelled the same way, capital S, lowercase t, and OP in capital. That seems like a really good way for people who are involved who may not even, you know, just in the Discord. Yeah, and that's what we... There and, and that's in every channel that we have it set up that way. So any yeah. volunteer will have, like, this magenta pink color on their name. I was going to ask you that, too, eventually, but yes. Yeah, no. Why that color was chosen? It stands out. Um, well, we're not sponsored by T-Mobile. <laughs> but yeah, we kind of went with the magenta color because that's what the higher up said, and we just kind of ran with it. Didn't really bother me any. Uh, but my thing was to make sure that people also had to stop in their Discord handle. So even if you don't recognize the color, you will still understand, oh, okay, that's one of the stop people. Yeah. Let's stop them real quick and have a conversation. That's amazing. Um, and uh, just for you listening right now, I will make sure that I include all of the links that Elvis has said to the website, um, specifically to the page, and then also um, the Discord, if you all um, like me to, the Discords as well for people to get. Oh, yeah. No, feel free. Our Discord is open to anyone and everyone. The Discord's huge. Well, every Wednesday we have our public meeting um, for essentially everyone in Discord that feels free to come by um, on our main Discord server, which you will have a link to. Feel free to come by. It is Wednesday, 8 p.m. Eastern, uh, 7 p.m. Central. Uh, feel free to hang out. We talk about, through each one of our program directors, like myself, we go through and break down what direction we're heading, what we have coming up, uh, like our call to arms events, South by Southwest. Uh, and then I give our updates on stop and what we're go- what's going on, what's going through, what's kind of planned ahead. Um, like our next big event for STOP will be in April in Washington, D.C. The American Association of Suicidology has invited us out to speak at their conference. Normally, you're looking at maybe $10,000 or more just to speak at this conference. But the program that we built, they said is 15 years in advance of everyone else in the market. Wow. Um, because no one else uses a digital platform. Everyone still uses a phone for a crisis center yeah. mm-hmm. or come into our office kind of thing. No one understands the power of Discord. They look at it, oh, that's just a gaming thing. Well, Discord can be used for anybody, any business worldwide. And that's the coolest thing about it. I've gotten my daughter's school. She goes to a bilingual school for English and Spanish. And they didn't know how to get information out to parents and pictures and things like that. They didn't want it on Facebook because that's too public. So I'm like, why not create a Discord? What is that? Well, Discord is essentially your own private chat room where you can share photos, do conferences online, you can do video calls, you can do group video calls, any number of things you want, all instantaneously. So by introducing that kind of program to just one business, we implemented that same thing with our stop, with our suicide prevention unit. So it's been a super powerful tool. It's been innovative in a way that none of the other organizations out there, like the AAS, uh, the VA, or any other crisis hotline has even immense, even looked at in that kind of way. So they're wanting us out there to speak about how gaming, PTSD, veterans, and Discord all correlate together in just this one awesome pot of like just mashed chaos that we end up loving so much. Um, 
yeah, that's like one of the big things we have coming up. That's really that, that's amazing. Which I'll pro- I probably said this already multiple times as we've been talking, but like just hearing like the amount that you all have been doing with the program, and then you all were picked up by Polygon as well. Yep, Polygon, Kotaku, um, several other news sites have picked us up. Um, we've been on a couple of other podcasts as well doing interviews for this. We were not prepared for the amount of publicity that we're getting from this kind of program. We thought it was just going to be like everything else, you know, aerosols, so our, our supply crates. But then as this thing coming out, we're realizing, you know, well, we've always realized it, but we didn't understand the impact it's going to have on the digital community to the point where, you know, mental health is for everybody, which is why we don't turn around, turn civilians down either. Even though we're a veteran organization, if you're a civilian, you're supporting us, you're in our discord, we'll help you out. We turn nobody away. Every life matters. That's amazing. Um, Only it'll teach more people to catch up with the digital world. We're working on it, which is why we're having the conference Um, with them. Yeah, so we partnered with the Texas Veterans Commission, uh, which we have an event coming up in Houston. And on top of that, the VA in Baltimore, which is more of a regional thing, will be speaking with them actually virtually, I believe, in June, if I'm not mistaken. There's just so many days to keep up with right now. Essentially how to bring out, you know, post 9-11 veterans to the digital world, gaming, Discord, our particular program, and how the VA can do something similar. We're also going to be working with the VA itself, hopefully in the near future, to set up something nationwide where we will actually have essentially a gaming center inside each and every VA. So these veterans have a way to kill time, you know, in between their appointments or a way for their family to kind of relax while they try to understand what's going on with the veteran, whether it be, you know, PTSD issues or, you know, real physical ailing issues. Um, I have an appointment coming up with the VA for my own personal health. Uh, I actually may be going in for a full knee replacement. I was shot to my knee back in 2009. Uh, I was still pretty young. I kicked in a door and rounds started flying. And now my knee, for whatever reason, is just for the past couple months been killing me. So if we were able to set something up in that VA, I'd have a way to kill time because you may get there at your appointment time at 9 a.m., but you're gonna sit there for the next couple hours till you're wow. actually seen. Yeah, they're, they're backlogged, they're, they move slow, There's you have to go see this person before you see that person, even though your appointment with this person is set 45 minutes before the other one, and it, it's chaos. So we're gonna work with the VA and try to set something like that up. Um, and from personal experience, it would be a great idea to have. That's awesome. Um, is there? I mean, is there? Is there anything else? Um, now that I guess we've kind of wa- worked through the questions, if there's one thing you could t- tell people to take away from this, what would it be? Mental health is not a weakness. Self-realization that you need help and that you speak out for it is a strength that you didn't realize that you have. Use your strengths. Self-realization is the most powerful tool that you can ever have. Realizing that you're wrong realizing that you need to be humble or realizing that you know you have a mental issue that needs you know help so yeah self-realization that that's the biggest thing is is a major strength don't feel scared don't be weakened by it understand yourself love yourself speak out and get help that is like the best thing to end on for any episode we've ever done (laughs) like that's it we're done with the podcast now that's the that's the last thing we'll be putting onto the internet um so where can everybody find you? 
Me, I will be floating around on Discord all the time. Just look for the name Elvis or look for the other name uh, Draken737. I also stream through Twitch that name as well. It's D-R-A-K-K-E-N-737. Uh, feel free to catch me on stream. You can ask me questions there. Oh, I actually did forget this. We are actually setting up on the Stack Up mainstream, um, which we're partnering with Twitch and partnering with Discord. We're setting up some psychoeducational classes. Oh, wow. So during the stream, uh, it may be like an hour, two hours long, we'll be giving classes on mental health and different mental health awareness. We're working with Twitch. They're going to give us some front page time, uh, things like that. So, yeah, you can feel free, sit in, learn some things about mental health. Learn how to strengthen yourself and those around you. Damn. That's kind of like the only reaction I have to that. Like yeah. that's that's moving everything like world like forward in like reaching people. Oh yeah, no, definitely because mental health is for everyone. It's not limited to just veterans. PTSD isn't just a veteran thing, even though that's the first thing you correlate it with. Uh, rape victims, abuse victims—they all suffer through PTSD, post-traumatic, you know, uh, stress syndrome. So I mean, it, it's. Yeah, it affects everybody. So we're reaching out to help everybody we can. Even if it's just education, you know, me giving this class to you through Twitch allows you to be on the lookout for signs from your friend, from your yeah. mom, from the neighbor across the street, whatever it may be. That's amazing. I'll definitely be sit, uh, be sitting in and we'll make sure to provide all the links for that and we will signal boost as much as we can from our Twitter accounts as well once, yeah, that, once that starts Definitely scaling. appreciate it. Um, yeah, so I think that is it. Uh, do you want people to follow you on Twitter? You want to drop yeah. that there? Yeah, at Gaming Daddio. <laughs> yeah, I'm a gaming dad. It's kind of, essentially that was going to oh. be my first Twitch name. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I decided against it and just ran with the whole Draken 737 thing. So what does that mean? Uh, Draken, I picked up from the game Draken Guard on the PS2. It was like my first big Japanese RPG. I never played Final Fantasy or anything like that. Uh, something about it. I've always been kind of obsessed with dragons. I don't know why. <laughs> I love the mythology of them, whether you know European, Asian, or anywhere else in the world. Um, you know, even South America has stories uh -huh. of dragons and stuff. Yes, they do. Yeah, so it's, it's a pretty cool thing. In, but in, what the real question is, what does a seven three seven mean? Austin, okay. <laughs> that is the new area code. Wait, what? Seven three seven is the new uh, area code for Austin. Wait, what? Really? We're not five one two. No, you still have five one two, but they, they expanded it. Oh, yeah. does that like cover like that I thirty five corridor like from San Antonio up here? I have no idea the map. When I actually got rid of Sprint, those devils, <laughs> I picked up T Mobile, and they're like, "You want your number to be seven three seven? You know, blah." I was like, Sure. What's 737? Oh, it's a new area code around here. Well, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. I'll rock it. Okay. Yeah, because everything I've heard here. <laughs> yeah, everything I've associated with 512 when it comes to Austin. So when they said 737, yeah, I'll run with it. That's cool. Because I've always associated 737 with something you know, more out west or something. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, no. Right here in the heart of Texas. Wow. Does this hurt your brain? Yes, it does. Why would you choose an area code for your numbers? Uh, because initially, Draken 87 was taken. That was my actual... Draken itself I told was you. <laughs> I told you this was... So, everybody listening, this is in reference to episode 50, where Matt decided to analyze the numbers and everybody's Twitter handles. I've been doing this questions. since I was like a kid, so I don't think this is a long thing. Okay, well, I'm talking about on... explained it to the world. Yeah. <laughs> 
You finally have, like, <laughs> exposed your number-loving self. Well, Draken was what I was really going to run with. It's, an, it's just one K in there, but that was taken. So I ran with the double K in there. That was taken. Like, well, I'm not throwing a third K in there. <laughs> like, there's enough drama around that. Not happening. So I put in three. That's my favorite and whatever, you know, I don't believe in superstitions, but whatever. It's my lucky number. That was taken. 33, I'm not going to run with that. I'll take 87. That was taken. Like, God, hang it. <laughs> so 737, nobody really knows the area code. So I remember 737, and it's stuck. And think, yeah, that's it. I'm not changing it. It's done. It's sold. I kind of want to know if there's a Draken with 2Ks 5.2, and if that's taken. I don't, you know, I didn't think about that. Well, my cell phone was 737 at the time, and I hadn't been looking at my phone. I was making this up because I was getting messages. Yeah. <laughs> oh, 737. Yeah, I'll rock that. It's kind of stuck. No one's ever asked me that, though. Well, Matt will. No, that's cool. Let's <laughs> yeah, go. If there's, Let's rock a, it. <laughs> if there's a number in it, Matt will ask where that number came from. Yeah. So you'll see a lot of my names, or even a lot of my passwords, are like involved with numbers. I know that's what they always tell you not to do. Well, it's not actual names, names, <laughs> but there's always a correlation to the same numbers. Also, what they tell you not to do. So hackers, feel free to go at me. Come at me, bro. Uh, I mean, they can come for me. I just have a shit ton of debt. So if you want to take that, you take that now. Take that identity. Yeah. Someone bought a house in my name one time. What? Yeah. Cool thing. They made all the payments on time. <laughs> Shot your credit up. I say, yeah, all right, cool. <laughs> I mean, you can take it off now, but I appreciate the boost for the moment. Uh, so, as always, in the show notes of this episode on our website, butwhythopodcast.com, we will make sure to include all the links on how you can get involved with StackUp, how you can get involved with Stop, and where you can find Elvis and watch his stream. So, as always, you can find the podcast at ButWhyTheOPC on Twitter and Instagram, which I promise at some point I will start keeping up our pictures again. Um, and you can find us on Facebook as well, facebook.com slash ButWhyTheOPC. Get in on the conversation. Let us know what you're feeling. Reach out to us and, you know, give us a shout. Uh, if you want to support us a little bit more, head on over to patreon.com slash ButWhyTheOPC. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at OhMyMythRandier. Matt? You can find me on the Twitter at datm 18 dattm 18 And Elvis, what do you want to be the music that we play out to? That's a good question. Most of what I listen to is like heavy metal. That's not a problem. We do not discriminate Or, here. I listen to a lot of Spanish music too. Also, it's not a problem. Let me think about that one. Do you have heavy metal in Spanish? No, I don't. Most of what I do is like, um, like the e Yo! Tengo Calderón. Don Omar. Los Bandoleros.